Hello, and welcome to this episode of Playing in the Sandbox, Conversations in Pedagogy. My name is Katherine Troyer, and I'm so delighted to get to be joined once again by Lauren Malone. Hi, everyone. promised you many moons ago in our last episode <laughs> that we were going to do this really neat idea that Lauren came up with, and that is to combine the intensity, awe, and pageantry of HGTV with the intensity, pageantry, and awe of, of course design or redesign. So today, what are we going to be doing, Lauren? Today, what we're going to be doing is just kind of talking about redesigning courses. Um, so this should be something that gives you a little bit of a feel for hopefully our big explosive, I don't even know, we don't have an acronym for our extreme course makeover yet, but yeah, we'll get yet one. Yet is the keyword, right? Yeah, we will we'll get one. one. Yeah. So this should be stuff that you can think about um, leading up to the next installment of the podcast and then also to a workshop. This is exciting. So in our next episode, we will take some very familiar tropes if you've seen any uh, show on HGTV or apparently like Lauren and I, most of them, and <laughs> kind of tell you like how that transfers over into something to be thinking about as far as a course reno is concerned. But today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the decisions we've made in, in choosing like how do we decide you know, like, what is our dream class? How can a course become our dream course? Lauren, what class are you going to talk about in terms of renos that you did on the class? So I'm going to talk about business communication for just a minute. So this was a course that I taught for, I have been teaching for a couple of semesters at Iowa State, and it was part of the advanced comm series of, of courses that they have there. So the the material was standardized, but you could were kind of uh, at liberty to talk about what you wanted and teach the way you wanted. So I'd known for the first couple of semesters that I wanted to gamify the course, but there hadn't really been time, I guess, uh, time. And it's also just a lot of work to gamify, of course, as those of you who listened to our last few episodes <laughs> will note. But one of the things that I kept finding as I was teaching the course was that um, we would get to the very final project, which was a recommendation report that they did as a group or in groups, I should say. And it was always awkward and clunky getting started with that particular assignment because up until then they had been doing all of their projects individually and so it was like this this course that you go to lectures you hear everything you do your homework and then all of a sudden you're thrown into a group for the last six weeks to get something done and so when I finally decided yeah I'm going to gamify this it was more to solve that problem or issue that I was having than anything else. Um, and so when I thought about renovating the course um, and gamifying it, I was thinking primarily about how do I get them into teams early on, get the students to have buy-in into their teams and make it so that by the time they get to the recommendation report, they've already worked with each other so much they know 
their strengths, they know their weaknesses, they've already tattled hopefully on the one member of the group who's not doing work and all those sorts of things. So that was the one that I kind of took over or redid. And to take that and sort of extend it to our, what will become a very extended metaphor of the the HGTV style renovations, it, it kind of reminds me of the fact of like the shows where for you know, little tiny moments in time, they'll bring in the the people whose house it's going to be to like help them demolish stuff, you know, or to help them pick out their backsplash or whatever it might be. But they, they like raise it incrementally, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) At no point in any show that I've ever seen, do they start with, okay, it's day one for you. This is the first time you've ever done it. So go ahead and put in the plumbing, the piping, you know, for the plumbing or whatever. And so why are the electricity? Yeah, exactly. And like, if we watched that show, we would say like danger, (laughs) danger, Will Robinson. But I've done something similar to what you've done, right? Like where you realize the skills that they're going to need to master here at the end, I haven't been setting them up for that all along when I could have, right? So I think that's that's really great. The the class I think about, it's it's one that I teach here at Trinity. It's it's my topics in horror class. And it meets the creative expression requirement of pathways. So one thing I always have to do anytime I teach a class a second time and then a third time is I, I inevitably have to take stuff out, right? Because I always sort of put too much in the, the first couple of times in terms of like too much content, too much for them to do. But lately I've been thinking a lot about how I can renovate the class so that student agency is a design element rather than sort of like a coincidental happy mistake. And, and specifically, I have an individual project that I have them do that students would come to me and they would say, like, could I create something visual instead or something musical instead of, of writing something? And previously I was like, oh, yeah, let me figure out how that would work and we'll do it on an individual basis. And so I've been really thinking about, like, how can I instead design my assignments, my rubrics, my assessment, everything so that students have that agency of deciding what is it they want to do? How are they going to demonstrate that this is something they've thought through? And so I actually borrowed heavily from many of the many of the assignment prompts you have of like creating an action plan you know and articulating their sort of like calendar of when they'll turn things in um that's that's what I've been working on awesome yeah and I think one of the things that comes up when when we as instructors start talking about renovating a course is is just the the time because all of us are busy um (laughs) doing various things So I think that for a lot of people just thinking about redoing their course, it feels like this monster of an issue because the time it takes to think about what they want to change and maybe they've gotten this course running really smoothly for the last few semesters or years, it just feels like they're adding more work to their plate. But I think that something important to remember is that it doesn't have to be, renovating your course doesn't have to be like renovating an entire house. Yes, It can be like renovating a bathroom. It could be like installing a a sink. (laughs) So renovating your course can be smaller scale than taking the course apart for scraps and pieces and then reassembling an entire car. Yeah. So when we're thinking about this, uh, don't let that, the, the monumentous task of, 
redoing a whole course or redesigning a whole course scare you off. Obviously you can do that if you want to, but there's a lot of good ways that we'll talk about in the next episode of keeping the things that we already like about our courses and just turning it into a different context in which we're using those things. I actually was having a conversation with someone the other day where we were talking about, you know, people that are the sort of serial home renovators. And and my dad uh, was always one of those where, you know, every house they lived in, he he would change or alter something, sometimes tiny things, just taking out a door and making it in a French door, sometimes really significant things. But I was saying like, I'm not built to be one of those people that like doesn't have a bathroom for, for five months, but still lives in the home. Like, like, I feel like I've heard these stories where people are like, yeah, you know, we don't have a bathroom, but it's okay because we just make sure to use the restroom uh, while we're at work from nine to five. And, you know, and you're like, I don't, and they're like, and we just shower at the gym. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And and I think that there is that the, very much that assumption that like a course renovation is that it's a similar like you either like to do it or you don't. But one of the things that's really great about the HGTV shows is that it shows us like anybody, right? Anybody who has a desire to to have something be a little bit more aligned with their dream or their vision um, can do it if you have a team to support you, right? And if you have a team who can come in and help and it can be done much faster. Mm-hmm. And I like the the story that you just told because it also brings up the idea of the, the sort of binary that we set up in our own heads about either this is something, if I want to do this, it's either do it and majorly inconvenience myself or don't do it at all. And so that I think is what I want people to take away mostly is that it doesn't have to be this huge inconvenience to, to yourself. It's not something that has to be, you know, you adding three hours every night of the week, trying to make sure that all of your badges are perfectly like mm-hmm. synchronized and that sort of thing. Like, no, 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 no. I feel like you watch what I do at night, like <laughs> you know, where I'm like, but what if I chose a different color scheme? Yeah. Oh, know? no, no, yeah. that's me too. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have to take the, the Katie and Lauren approach to being extra about course design. You can definitely do things where it is installing the sink rather than renovating the whole house or the whole kitchen, right? So maybe it's just that you know that your students are just burnt out as heck by the end of the semester, but you know that they have done, they've showed you that they've shown you that they can do all of the material. They can do all the work. Um, You just think that maybe giving them a final exam is a little bit cruel nowadays. Mm -hmm. So it might be something as simple as, okay, we're going to have mock boards for those of you who are pre-med taking a biology class. We're going to have mock boards or, changing it from a final to, all right, you guys have to do a research poster and we're going to have, we're going to invite the rest of campus and you get to give poster presentations, something like that. So, so yeah, I think that there are, there are lots of possible ways of doing this and it doesn't have to be something that is going to cause you much anxiety. So here's what we need uh, you all to do. First, if you haven't watched HGTV, you are missing out. It is like the show, <laughs> the moment I get into any hotel room before I've even like unzipped my suitcase, I immediately turn on HGTV. And now I have it at home, but I don't watch it at, hardly at home because it's it's an extravagance. <laughs> but you should, I say this jokingly slash not jokingly, watch a couple of, of the HGTV style renovation shows because in our next episode, we're going to walk you through sort of 10 tropes or things that happen in almost every one of those shows that 
corresponds or correlates really nicely to thinking about renoing or building your dream course. The other thing you should do is you should find a course that either is your dream course already that you're wanting to to improve even further or the course that could be your dream course if you could just figure out X, right? And you don't have to know what X is, but find that course that you're going to want to to take through the the reno that we'll be walking you through in the next episode and then in the, the accompanying workshop. Yeah. Do you have any uh, suggestions on where they should start if they're HGTV newbies? I, I am a big fan of Chip and Joanna Gaines, uh, which they have their own their own network now, the Magnolia Network. But. Yes, they do. And they're, they're Texans, so you can like go to their town because they will eventually be our overlords, I assume. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. My mom said uh, their restaurant is absolutely delicious, uh, but the wait is so long that they give you a passport to all of their other properties around Waco, and you can go look at all of their other stuff while you wait to get into the restaurant, and they, like, text you when your table is ready. That's rather amazing. Like, yeah. They gotta uh, respect the hustle. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, and they have like their Target brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, so I think they're a great place to go. Um, I also really like Hometown, which has Ben and Aaron, and and they basically are single-handedly changing their this little hometown of Laurel, Mississippi. So, like by the time you know, like in a few more seasons, because they're like in season five or six, you know, in a few more seasons, every home of theirs uh, will be theirs in some way, right? Or have been um, changed by them. I, what I like about both of those shows is that the, the relationship between the character, the characters, the hosts who are Mm -hmm. married, they're married and it's a very like good and healthy looking relationship. Who knows Mm -hmm. what happens behind the scenes, but like they're supportive of each other. They're kind. So I like that about that. If you're like, screw kindness, I want more action for some antagonistic things in your life. Yes. Then I think a good one is uh, love it or list it, right? Where we have two people that are purposely trying to get the, the homeowners to either love the home that they currently live in with some additions or list it and get a different house. And so the whole point of that show is this like competition level. What other sort of shows would you suggest that they dip their toes into in terms of HGTV? Um, those are the main ones, but I think that another good one, and I don't know that this is on HGTV, but it is Flea Market Flip. Oh. And, uh, it's a competition show, but it has some of the same like tropes as the home renovation shows. And it's a good thing for our metaphor of small scale renovation because they're given a certain amount of money. They go to a flea market and buy things and they renovate them or restore them in some way. And then they try to sell them for more money. And so I think the idea of doing those little changes that can be uh, really good for your class and have a really big impact on your class is really shown in, in that kind of show. So yeah, flea market flip is a good one. And this is why Lauren's like, idea of connecting course renovations to these types of, of programming is is so clever, right? Because it really is about limitations and restrictions, right? You have a very limited period of time, almost an unreasonably small period of time. You have very strict limitations in terms of the resources you have, the money you have, but also like what you have to do based on the criteria of the show, right? And so again, we go back to the, this does not have to be the thing that you are doing the rest of your life, right? That you are constantly revising or renovating this one course 
every time because like you're like oh sprung a leak gotta start over right like you can really have it be meaningful and still be something that you can get done and then move on to the to the next task on your very long list so that's why this is going to be i i think a game changer uh, of a metaphor so i hope you will join us for that next episode lauren is there anything else they need to know that's all i hope we have fun with this if you're not having fun with this pick a different course <laughs> yes And also go back and watch more HGTV between the two. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. See y'all next time. Bye.